0: Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it's Friday, so you know what that means? It's time for the roundtable. We got Reggie Wilson from CARE 11. We got Julia Daniels from CARE 11, also her cat from CARE 11 uh, 2.0, and then we got Sam Ekstrom, the producer who does it all. I'm Ron Johnson again, as I said, your host, and this is Friday. It's the roundtable, so you know it's Locked On Sports Minnesota, so we got to get locked in on these topics. What you got for us, Reggie?
1: The Vikings, underdogs against NOLA. You know what? I think that Vegas has it wrong, and it's
2: wrong right now to go against this team. The Timberwolves are rolling. Look out. Cap might have woken up from his hibernation.
3: Will we ever see Jaron Hall again? Maybe. We'll talk about it.
0: And for those who watch the P.J. Flex show, um, there's a lot going on in Gopher Town. There's three games left, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin. If P.J. Fleck tends to or happens to lose those games, what are the implications with the Gopher football program? We'll talk about that much more coming up next on the Friday roundtable. But I want everybody to know today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. That's five zero infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com. Well, Reggie, Vikings, Gophers, Wolves, a lot of stuff going on. I'm excited to talk about the Wolves too, because the Wolves are Wolves got me excited. But let's, let's start off with the Vikings. Reggie, take it away.
1: All right. So funny enough, the Saints have won their last two games, right? But their last two games, they've beat the Bears, who have a backup <laughs> quarterback, Tyson Bajant. And the Colts, who also have a backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew. So they get another backup to the backup to the backup quarterback this weekend with the Vikings and Josh Dobbs. And you know what? It's interesting because we all kind of wonder, like, okay, now that now that um, Josh has a week of preparation – And now that uh, team kind of has a game tape from his performance on Sunday, you know, the Saints have one of the better defenses in the league as well. And so I I think it's going to be a good matchup and a good uh, test for this Vikings team. But I also think that it's going to be a continued um, showing for Kevin O'Connell and his play calling. So he has not had, I was talking to one of my coworkers last night, Kevin O'Connell, even going back to his days in Washington, he has not had a quarterback with this type of mobility in the offense. And I think, you know, you you think about going back to Washington, even going to Kirk Cousins, and then going to L.A., Jared Goff, and then Matt Stafford, and you're like, hmm, these are all guys that throw it on time and rhythm and not guys that really extend – I mean, I guess Stafford – could kind of but nobody to the level of of Josh Dobbs and so I am interested to see you know maybe if we see some RPO type stuff which we don't we didn't really see when Kirk Cousins was the quarterback maybe some design runs for Dobbs but it's funny because like he didn't even have to have any design runs against Atlanta he just kind of made some things happen and so I think maybe Josh is maybe the best one. He's just kind of improvising and and going out there and just trying to make something happen. Some of those runs that we saw were just absolutely amazing. And so I'm, I'm interested to see what the Saints do to try to keep a contain on Josh Dobbs and how that pass rush led by Cam Jordan is going to affect the football game. But I'm interested to see how Kevin O'Connell continues to evolve as a play caller with a guy who can use his legs. Like, that's going to be something that I'm going to be watching for. And I just don't put it past the Vikings to go in there and get a win against the Saints because Dobbs and O'Connell seem to have some synergy going. And I'm just excited to see what what the two of them do against the Saints.
0: Yeah, Sam, before I kick it over to you, Reggie, the song is called Backup Plan. It's my big boy, for those that don't remember, Big Boy Andre 3000. And it literally goes, boo, I got a backup plan to the backup plan to back up my backup plan. So for those understanding where Reggie was going with that, it's a big boy song. It's one of my favorites. I can't say the other words because there's some some lyrics in there that uh, the very <laughs> next lyric, <laughs> it's not, not suitable for work. Not suitable for work. But say him what you think about this and why are the Vikings uh, underdogs to uh, the Saints?
2: Yeah. Um, you know who is the least sentimental person or people in the world? It's the the bookmakers in Las oh. Vegas. They don't care about heartwarming underdog stories involving Josh Dobbs. They're just looking at the numbers, the probabilities. And the probabilities are is that Josh Dobbs might regress. Josh Dobbs might not be able to run out of trouble. Uh, like he did against Atlanta. And that backup quarterbacks usually come back to earth um, at some point. So I understand it. Home field has not really been a thing for the Vikings this year. They're 1-3 at home. They did beat the 49ers but lost 3 before that. Um, So I understand the line. I still think the Vikings can win, though, like Reggie said. More so because I don't really trust the Saints. I think they've got a good secondary, Honey Badger, Paulson Adebo is playing very well. Former mm-hmm. gopher Jordan Howden. Oh yeah. But I don't like their offense. Like I watched every play of that Saints Bears game back. Derek Carr is a first read QB. He does not get, he did not get the ball down the field once. He had one throw beyond 14 yards in that game. It was all quick three-step drops and, and, Maybe that was a game plan just against the Bears specifically, but I don't think there's a lot of explosiveness in that Saints offense. So if you can score 21, 24 points, I think you've got an excellent chance to win this game. Don't forget, too, the Vikings defense has been playing lights out. Um, This is a statuesque quarterback that probably can be pressured. I really like the Vikings' chances to hold the Saints down in the teens and then Josh Dobbs doesn't have to do too much. He's just got to work the ball down the field on a couple drives, get the Vikings over 20 points, and voila, that turns into a five-game winning streak.
0: Yeah, and for those watching on YouTube at home, you can download YouTube and, and search Locked On Sports Minnesota. For those watching on Roku and Amazon, the reason I did this was because I just totally forgot Jordan Howland, Sam. All week I was like, what saint should I reach out to? And we talked about Steve Jordan coming on. i Jordan Houghton is the guy. Like, win or lose, we got to get a former gopher on here. One, to hopefully talk about the Purdue win, and then hopefully talk about the Saints loss. I don't know if he'll want to talk to us after they lose, but, hey, we'll figure this one out. Uh, Julia, underdogs, locked on sports, fan duel. Everybody's saying the Saints have the edge, but it's all about money. But what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, well, I think – Yesterday, I I said this on air, you know, Disney writers are jealous of the ending (laughs) and the comeback that the Vikings had on Sunday. Right. But now's the hard part where you have to either keep up with the standard that you set or top that. And I think that's why a lot of people underestimate the Vikings. And because like Sam said, their showing at home has not been great this year, but we also know that the latter half of their season is predominantly at home. So I think, they take, maybe take that to their advantage this week. Um, like you said, Sam, this defense is getting into, dare I say, the flow of things uh, with Brian Flores. <laughs> they are explosive. Um, anybody, and I think they're underestimated too because they're just now getting into a flow and also gaining confidence as well and making explosive explosive plays, forcing takeaways, forcing turnovers. Um and it's something that I think people overlook. It's also just a common theme to underestimate Minnesota sports teams, right? You, you hear the Vikings and you're like, oh, you know, the backup to the back to the backup, this, that, and the other. So yeah, it's not, it's not sentimental to the guys that are that are putting the numbers together and and that kind of thing. But at the same time, you know, Harrison Phillips said this yesterday, because I I asked him, you know, how has the identity of this team changed? Um, with all of the adversity and change you guys have faced in such a short amount of time. And he said, I think that the main thing right now is we're just trying to have belief in ourselves and belief in one another. And I think that so many of us don't want to write this season off because we have so much talent and we have all the pieces to be successful. We just have to find a way to make it work. And he also said us as veterans are trying to help out these younger guys because it is such a young group. Um, especially defensively, not get into a hangover or a slump after such an emotional game on Sunday. So they've really worked, he said, this week about like making sure they're still getting all their reps in, they're working even harder, they're working on their recovery, they're not getting tired, they're not getting into a midweek slump um, to make sure that this week they're working just as hard as they were last week knowing that they were going to face adversity. So, um, yeah, I think I think they're being underestimated for sure, and I could definitely see them playing this game on Sunday.
0: Well, here's where I'm going to go with it really quick. It's simple. Um, we know it's money. We know this whole thing is about money. Everybody wants to get the sucker bet in, but also when you look at the numbers. And so here's where I go with the numbers, and I think, Reggie, I think you maybe bought it up or saying one of you did. The last two wins, Coats and The Bears. 28th ranked defense for points allowed, both of them tied, literally 26.9, you can't make this up, 28th tied defense, offensively, the Colts actually are 7th, 25.8 points a game, but the Bears, 19th, every other team, their other three wins, because they're 5-4, and four, they're leading their division, you got the Titans, Panthers, Patriots, that's the 24th, 26th, and 31st Offenses for points scored, respectively. Panthers defense is the worst in the NFL. So the Saints haven't really faced a team that has a dual threat offense and defense that can really get after you. When you look at the Vikings offense, basically second in pass yards, 13th in points, but eighth in total yards. Defense, and we talked about this at the very beginning of the year, where does the defense have to be for this team to be considered successful or be successful better than last year? 14th right now, 14th. I said they just got to be top 15. 14th right now for yards allowed. And then points allowed, they're a little bit below it. But at Uh, 21.1 points allowed, they're 17th. So this is all about points. When you look at the, the, the turnovers, and that's the big difference in these two teams, Saints are plus eight turnovers. Vikings are minus five. That is horrible. The Vikings are 28th. And the Saints are third in the NFL at plus eight turnovers. So if the Vikings, and I feel like we say this every week, it's like Groundhog's Day. If they cannot turn the ball over, they win this game. Vegas is betting on them turning the ball over. Everybody who's going to bet this line is betting on the Vikings are going to turn this ball over. Josh Dobbs still will have a, a Willie Beeman type of day and still probably will rush for a touchdown, throw for two touchdowns, and win the game by one point, which if, that, if my math is right, even if the Vikings win by one, saints cover so i think that's what people are thinking of the vikings games have all been close all been one score games other than the packers they have not had a, a real shot at blowing people out it's not going to happen anymore without curtis cousins i thought this next four games would have been the kurt cousins show and he would have really dominated and got the vikings back to like what nine and four i think it would have what they would be um but now it's got to be josh jobs we'll see what josh jobs can do but it's time to move on to the next one because speaking of josh Dobbs, There's a guy behind him. And I'm not talking about Tanner Morgan. Julia, take it away.
3: The question is, will Jaron Hall get another chance to play this season? Um, I think that that depends a lot on this Sunday, right? Um, What does Josh Dobbs do with the opportunity that he has and how does he top or maintain the performance that he had this past Sunday? Let's also not underestimate how smart Josh Dobbs is too, you know, and he's not new to this whole like learning an entirely new offense in a very short amount of time. So, you know, there's a lot of confidence for him, but as far as Jared Hall goes, he, he looked, it's only two possessions, right? But He looked really good out there five for six, 78 yards on two possessions. I mean, you know, knocking on the door, right. When he got hit in the head, Um, he had, all of the groundwork laid um, just got it kind of stolen away from him with that concussion, but it depends. Nick Mullins also is not, you know, he's, he's not been designated to return to practice yet, but he Kevin O'Connell said yesterday is well on his way to being back in the near future. So that is another factor that goes into, will we see Jaron Hall this season too? Right. Um, But if luck keeps taking a stab at the Vikings like it has uh, in the past, what, literal two weeks, uh, for sure we could see Jaron Hall back because you never know, it's football. Something could happen, knock on wood, don't want to put anything out into the universe, (laughs) but something could happen to Josh Dobbs. You just, you you have no idea. Um, So (laughs) I will say we don't know. We just don't know if we'll see Jaron Hall again. But if we do see Jaron Hall again, I would say that there's high expectations for how he will perform should he be thrown into a game or into the position that he was in because the maturity that he showed just in the short amount of time that he had as the starter for the Vikings was impressive as it is.
2: Yeah, true. Sam? Yeah, I think there is a threshold to where if Dobbs struggled enough this week that Jaron Hall could play again the following week. Now, I think he would have to struggle pretty mightily, but I think – if, if Dobbs is still trying to grasp this offense, and let's not kid ourselves, two weeks in an offense does not mean he knows it yet. Like, the one-week thing was remarkable because it was, it was really more like three days, and he didn't get any practice reps. That's what was remarkable about it. Okay, now he's had a little time on task. Well, let's remember that Kirk Cousins needed like a year in this offense to really feel comfortable. He needed until this training camp to feel like he had a full grasp of it. So Dobbs is still going to be really raw, really green, trying to figure this thing out. So it's possible that things go south on him. I'm not saying it's likely, but I'm saying it's possible. And if that happens, then I think you could fairly easily turn back to Jaron Hall and say, Hey, Josh, we love you. You're our backup. Jaron's just been here longer. And Jaron's going to get the crack against the Broncos the following week. I think that's possible. Hmm. Um, I also think that Jaron Hall could end up playing in like a week 18 situation. If the game is meaningless, for better or for worse, I think they give Jaron Hall that look because it's just more important for them to get a glimpse of their rookie than it is Josh Dobbs, whose contract is, is expiring. So if the question is, does he play at least one snap the rest of the year? Yes. Hmm. The answer is yes. Hmm. Okay.
0: Reggie?
1: I think at some point you you draft a guy, and I feel like you have to find a way to figure out what you have in him. And I think it was going to be good game tape against the Falcons to see what he could do in live action, facing adversity, just to see like, okay, is this guy a guy that we can invest in moving forward? Because now they kind of have a little bit of a log jam behind – Kirk Cousins, or maybe they have a logjam figuring out who the next quarterback is going to be. If it's not Kirk Cousins, we've heard rumblings that that maybe they want to re-sign Kirk Cousins. But I think what has now kind of thrown a little bit of a wrench into that is just kind of seeing how this offense looks with a guy who can be mobile. You can see just the possibilities of what this offense can be. When you have a guy who could do a little bit more with his legs than somebody like Kirk Cousins can. And so I think it's just this is a great evaluation period for the Vikings to see, like, OK, what are they going to do moving forward? That being said, like, it's so crazy. Like, Dobbs was going to be the backup for the Browns this year. and Then he gets traded like, oh, hey, uh, by the way, can you start for us? Oh, and by the way, can you start the first eight games of the season? Okay, great. And then, you know, he didn't get the start on Sunday, but it's like, oh, hey, uh, you're here, right? So, hey, can you just go in there, lead us to victory? We appreciate it. Thank you. So, like, he has not missed a game this season. I will say the one thing, it seems like controlled chaos when Dobbs plays. It seems like he plays with a little bit of of a reckless abandon out there and maybe that opens the door possibly for a guy like jaron hall to come back but it, it is it is going to be a situation because yeah once mullins comes back i feel like he has more of a mastery of the offense than any quarterback in the in the qb room other than cousins mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like how do you how do you reverse course and go to somebody like Mullins when you've seen what Dobbs has done and you kind of seen a little bit of just a snippet of the potential of Jaron Hall. So I think maybe maybe it's not soon, but maybe as you kind of get towards December and and get towards the end of the season, I know those games against the Lions two out of the last three weeks are going to be pretty meaningful. I'm interested to see what they do at quarterback in those games. And maybe those are games that we see a little bit of Jaron Hall, but they have to figure out what exactly they have in him in a live game situation, just so they can understand how they invest in the quarterback room in the future.
0: Yeah. For me, I think, and Sam, this is going to be one for the cut for social media. I look at the movie, like Julie said this, like you look at the movie script written. If you watch any given Sunday, which I have, I studied it. Jamie Foxx does regress. Why? Because he starts to read his own headlines. He starts to drink the smoothies. He wants to be at the pool with his shirt off. So if there is a regression of Josh Dobbs, I hope Kevin O'Connell, like Al Pacino, just sticks with him. I think Josh Dobbs gives them their best chance to win long-term for the rest of the season versus trying to get a Nick Mullins in, who knows the offense, similar to Kirk Cousins. A uh, 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 Jaron Hall, like the question is, is Jaron Hall going to play again? I don't think so. I also said, though, that Josh Dobbs wasn't going to play a less there was a blowout and Ahmad laughed at me. It wasn't a blowout, but he did get to play. I thought that's the only way he's getting in the game. And the Vikings are winning against the Falcons by 21. Now the Falcons were down some defensive linemen. So maybe that's why. Cause you're right, Reggie. When when all hell broke loose, he looked super calm. He looked super collected. He was like he was floating as if like he knows the script. Like this guy's gonna miss. Oh, yep. Wait, yep. One, two, three, Cam anchors. Yep, lay him out. Lay that defensive lineman. Uh, number 75 got laid out by a running back, by the way. Like I know when they're watching film this week, they're like, dude, what what? What are you doing? How'd you let the little running back knock you down? But got him a pancake. And so I think this is gonna be the key. You're right. Nick Mullins does know the offense. I just think Josh Dobbs has done so much to electrify the state of Minnesota and the state of Vikings football to where people want his jersey. You got Nickelodeon showing up trying to slime the coaches. We hadn't seen that since JJ. So <laughs> there's a lot going on with this program. And again, it's a movie script. Like Cam Bynum always said, movie, like we're actually getting it now. Like this literally is a movie script. So, I mean, part of the movie is the, the hero, the, the 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 God's child everybody loves, he has to regress just a little bit, whether of his own accord or of Kevin O'Connell maybe putting too much on his plate and he just he shrinks on his own and it was too much by the coaches. And then they have to go back to the Al Pacino. Just imagine you're in your backyard and your mother – it's calling you for dinner, but you got to make one last pass to your friend. You say, run to the Cadillac, turn around. I'm gonna hit you. Just just think that. Think about the Cadillac. And, and that's that's what Al Pacino did to calm Jamie Foxx down and say, you just, just play football in your backyard, man. Just have fun. And I think that's what that's what Josh Dobbs gives the Vikings. Last one, though, too, before we uh jump over to uh, we have a read from our sponsors. Uh before we get a word from our sponsors, this is what I do want to say. When you look at the Vikings remaining schedule, this is the other reason why I thought Jaron Hall would not play, other than the Saints. Three and five Broncos, two and seven Bears, and four and five Raiders. None of these teams are good when you look at the stats. None of these teams do anything to scare you. Uh, the Raiders don't even know who they are. Granted, they are playing in Vegas, so that, that's going to be a tough one uh, just because of what Vegas can do to you. But other than that, I just feel like these are four games that, that Josh Dobbs should be able to have a lot of fun when you look at these defenses. These defenses are bad, and starting with the Saints, they haven't played a team that has a good defense when you look at the Panthers, the Patriots, the Colts, and the Bears, 32nd, 26th, and 28th, respectively, for all those four teams. Their defenses, as far as points allowed. So this feels like a, a, a like I said, an easy run for a guy like Josh Dobbs. But we got to work for our sponsors. And then we come back, we're going to do a little fan duel lock.
2: Let me tell you about Jace Medical. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world. There are fires, hurricanes, earthquakes. And when there are natural disasters like that, there are supply chain shortages. Sometimes it's hard to get medicine and the right care. Well, the Jace case helps with that. A personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics to treat the most common and deadly bacterial Infections. You can customize your case and add additional life saving medications based on your unique needs after consulting with JACE's medical professionals. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications so you find the ones that fit you and your family's unique needs. They're continually working to find new offerings, and they've recently added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. You can also get gift cards for family members so your loved ones can be taken care of and have a Jace case of their own for that peace of mind. JaceMedical.com. Enter promo code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com.
0: Well, now it's time for the fan dual locks. So, we every week, people, we're bringing you the fan dual locks, uh, bets that we think are going to hit. Pretty simple. Every week, been here to miss. But for the most part, we've been pretty close. So I'm going to start with you, Julia. What's your FanDuel lock for this weekend?
3: My FanDuel lock. To score first and lose. Whoa. I'm that going with dark. the Saints. Plus 410. it's <laughs> um, <is> dark. <laughs> I could see the Vikings letting one go and then figuring their lives out. Right? Wow. <laughs> I guess I Hollywood say- wants it that way. That could be a fun one. Uh, that could be a fun one. That is my fan lock because if if any team is going to do something like that, it will be the Vikings, right? I think we can all agree. We can all agree. <laughs> Get on us that. excited
0: like, for that. the first score and then let us <laughs> down.
3: So, Saints score first but lose the game.
0: All right, Reggie, what you got? Hopefully you're happier. <laughs> I, got a,
1: I got first drive result being an offensive touchdown. And I can see, you know, a little throwback to the 2022 season when the Vikings were on script, going down the field and scoring a touchdown on that first drive. And then they don't score again until the third, fourth quarter. That's that's how it that's how it went last year. But no, um, I think I think the Vikings could go down, you know, like a nice little drive that they that they went through and, and walked through that they scripted. With Josh Dobbs, get him some confidence to start the game. It's plus 410 on that first drive result being the offensive touchdown. I'll take it.
2: Mm. I'm going to go with the Vikings to score above their point total, which is 19 and a half. That is not that many points. Vikings are going to score in the 20s in this game. And then I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the exact final score of Vikings 23 Saints 20. I sense a last second field goal. I think it's coming from Greg Joseph this week. So at 75 to 1 plus 7,500, the Vikings will win exactly 23
1: 20. You did it now, Sam. Mm. You
0: did it now. Well, <laughs> for me, I'm going to do a, a double up. Uh, it, it's not that much of a payout, but the big one is the exact score. I was kind of going with what you're going with, Sam. Uh, but I like the Saints to cover, so that doesn't get me much because ten dollars on the Saints to cover only gets you mm-hmm. eight dollars and seventy cents if you put ten on it. But here's the other one plus sixteen hundred. The Vikings nineteen, the Saints seventeen. I think the Saints will cover, but I think the Vikings will win by two points. Vikings nineteen, Saints seventeen. That will win you sixteen hundred and eight dollars on a twenty. Dollar bet. Why not do it? Why not? It's 20 bucks. You spend more than that on your family for coffee. So go put 20 bucks on that. You end up winning sixteen hundred dollars Come holler at your boy. Let me know what you get. Uh, but now it's time to move on. Time to move on to uh, you know, something that i I knew would happen, but I was excited to see it happen. And we got more coming. But a little bit of uh this Warriors Pelicans. Sam,
2: what you got? Yeah, so the Wolves are on a four-game winning streak. They're 5-0 and at home. And last night was probably their most convincing win yet against an undermanned Pelicans team. Uh, they were missing Zion, missing McCollum, missing Herb Jones. And you know what the Wolves did? They didn't mess around. They scored 44 points in the second quarter, 72 in the first half, mm-hmm. and they won by 21. You know what I like to see? I like to see Carl Anthony Towns coming alive. And yes, I know he fouled out again. (laughs) It's a problem. But 9 of 12, 23 points, 4 of 5 from beyond the arc. I said this on the Minnesota basketball party. Wolves talk every Wednesday here on the network. Carl Anthony Towns was going to heat up. He was not going to shoot 38% all season when he's a career 52% shooter. Once Carl Anthony Towns comes alive, and it might be happening right now, Suddenly, you've got a potent offense, a league-best defense, and this team is legit. I was listening to Bill Simmons yesterday. Simmons is like the authority on on NBA. He's got the Wolves' power rank number five. Um, I love it. I love this team. Now, let's see him go on the road to face Wemby on Friday in the in-season tournament, see what they can do. By the way, Wemby and the Spurs just got roasted at Madison Square Garden last night. They're vulnerable. Wolves can keep this going. they got some big games coming up, Warriors twice, and uh, I think this team might be legit, you guys.
3: Rudy also said something interesting. Um, I was reading a few articles about the post game. He said, this year's been different because the coaches have been more honest with everybody. Um, he said, specifically, they've been more honest with Ant and Cat, and I think that that's something that's woken them up because I think – even as us as media, we go in and we see how the organizations run just in the short time that we're there. And last year was kind of like, what's going on? Like what, it, it feels a little disorganized. It feels like people aren't getting along, that kind of thing. And so it's exciting to hear somebody like Rudy Gobert, who is very honest and, and blunt when he says things, just say it's it's nice to see coaches kind of holding people accountable Um, and we've seen the results on the floor. It'll be exciting to see uh, how they do moving forward because it is so early in the season, but it's also refreshing to see them doing this so early in the season. I think there's a lot to look forward to for sure.
0: Reggie.
1: So I think a big difference is Anthony Edwards, you know, after his 38 performance, um, 38 point performance the other night, they asked him, like, Ant, like, what's going in, into this, you know, start for you? And I don't know if you guys remember, but there was talk last year because you remember, like, with Cat's weight loss, he and Aunt basically came into the season at the same weight. And, yeah. you know, Cat started talking about how Ant needs to stop eating Popeyes and take better care of his body. <laughs> and that was like, remember, that was like a, a drama point last season. And it was also a drama point when people were like, man, like ants just not been very explosive. Like we were waiting to see an ant dunk for a long time last year. Like he wasn't, he wasn't the same ant. And this year, he, you know, Michael Grady last night was like, Oh, when he when the windmill comes out, it's time to go home. <laughs> 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 And that was that. Like he is out here just dazzling. And they asked Ant earlier in the week, like, what has gone into this start? And he's like, "Look, summer ball helped." And he was like, "And Finchie made me come back to Minnesota early and and get in the gym and get to work." And so, like, his conditioning is on point, and he came into the season with a little bit of momentum from a from a health and and a, a in shape standpoint, and he has been. He's been a catalyst for this Wolves team. They got saucy last night. You know there was no Zion. He was out having a baby with his boo. Shout out Mariah Mills. Is anyway, that what personal um, issues were? Yeah, he was having a baby, and, uh, All right. All right. and I'm sure I'm sure it was killing Mariah Mills last night. But we won't go there. Um, <laughs> this was to me. Um, this was to me the the, the biggest the biggest thing that I was impressed with Uh, (laughs) all five starters in double figures last night, 10 for McDaniel 17 for Rudy plus 24. When Rudy was on the floor plus 35, when Ant was on the floor, 23 points for cat. He finally came alive from three, four for five from downtown. Mike Conley was also four for five from downtown. Those were his only points were three pointers last night, 12 points for him, 26 points for Ant on 10 of 22 shooting. Not the most efficient, but, you know, and just gets it done. And so I, what I like from that output yesterday, the, the thing that let me know, like, okay, the Wolves are not playing around. Did you see that fast break that Nas Reed led where he stole it, went behind the back, got freaky with it, tossed it ahead to Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who then tossed it off the backboard, to ant for the jam when i saw that i said oh yeah it's game over (laughs) like they're they're okay okay all right and so i think like they're feeling it right now and they're they're in a really good rhythm and like you said sam they got dog walked with wimby in in new york and so like Mm -hmm. this is another opportunity for them to I mean, I feel like it's a little bit of a trap game a little bit, but I feel like it's another opportunity for them to go in, into San Antonio at the start of this tournament and just whoop up on them and and show the league like who they are starting off this season. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for me, when I look at, again, Reggie, you're, you're dead on with this this tournament coming up. I I We talked about what are they going to be in these next four games on the basketball party. I said three and one. I was a little bullish. They got one of them. So thank goodness we're there. Um, if they can get this Spurs one, because the Spurs, just like you said, got dog walked and MSG. And uh, Wimby's quote was that he thought MSG was going to be bigger, which is hilarious. Um, so it's almost like a, a, a slap in the face to New Yorkers. He
2: takes up too much space. He's too big himself, <laughs> so other things seem small. I think is the problem. And <laughs> hey,
0: you know, New York people are, are super petty, so they're gonna they're gonna yeah. remember this forever um, and keep bringing this up. But yeah, he said I thought it would be bigger, <laughs> and so it's like, wait, what? Like how big did you think he was going to be as a basketball arena? But um, I, I feel like the Wolves can go in. And again, Cat can't foul out. This can't be a foul out game. Uh, the good thing is Wimby doesn't, he's not a guy that's going to bang. So it's a different type of ball. So, and that's what we have to see is how do they handle him? Because everybody talks about what he does. And uh, th- this, this, this in season tournament, uh, you know, when you think about them playing the Warriors uh, and then playing the Warriors twice within this, that's the other thing. Can they split with the Warriors? I mean, we just watched the Warriors lose at the end of a, of a game as well. Clay Thompson had a chance, Steph Curry had a chance, neither got it off, um, and they lost. And so, can they do it? Like, can they beat the Warriors if they go four and zero? If they go four and zero, when we get back to this basketball party, I don't know. Like, I'm, 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 like, I'm on board. I'm on board for them to be a three seed now. Like, if they're four and zero after this beating the Warriors and the Spurs, I mean, three seed. That we could be talking three seed and they don't have to face the number one team until the game before the finals. And I think that would be, or sorry, the series before the finals. And that would be the best case scenario. You don't want to have to play one, which is probably going to be the nuggets. Um, but I just think this team, like cat has to continue to come alive. He has to realize ant with another glorious performance. It's ants team. Keep doing it. Keep going. Don't let the media make it a, a, a you against him. Don't bring up Popeye's and uh 10 points for Reggie for bringing up Mariah Mills because you know you have become toxic if they kick you off Twitter and Instagram and they wouldn't kick Hamas off of Twitter and Instagram. They were allowed to like post videos of these terrorists, but Mariah Mills got suspended for like her her attack on Zion. So you know you've gone super petty if you are considered worse on Twitter than the, uh, and I'm guessing that's the FBI FBI agents that work for the NBA. But if the terrorists can stay and you got to go, whoa. You have hit an all-time high of petty, Mariah Mills. But, you know, shout-out to Zion for the baby. Uh, I don't think it would have made a difference, though. I think they still would have beat the, uh, the the Wolves, still would have beat them. Uh, but now, it's time for my Gophers. But before we talk about the Gophers, one quick one before we get out of here, we got one more word from our sponsors.
2: Here to tell you about FanDuel, and I've got a wager for you. You might be scratching your head, but bear with me. I am touting the Cowboys' money line. -2200 against the Giants. You can win 23 cents with a $5 money line wager. Why would you do that? Because of the new promotion going on now at FanDuel. With a winning $5 money line bet, you get $150 in bonus bets if you're a new customer. So, you win 23 cents on the Cowboys and then you get 150. So you've got $150 and 23 cents that you can then Use that full menu at FanDuel and put it on the other spreads, the player props, the over-unders, the future bets, and so much more. You can bet college basketball now, college football, NBA, bet the Wolves in San Antonio at the FanDuel Sportsbook app and fanduel.com slash locked on. And get involved in the NFL season right at the midway point. We're giving you tips and touts every single week on this show. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Um, and also, for those that didn't know, this week was National Chicken
0: Sandwich Day. I found out somebody just sent me a, a message about this. Popeyes. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of deals out there. And the deal takes place, the National uh, Sandwich Uh Chicken Sandwich Day. When or if a football player does the chicken dance in the end zone after getting a touchdown on November 12th, so that's this weekend's games, Shake Shack will give away free chicken shacks from November 13th to the 19th. So I don't know if we all need to go like on the sideline before this game and talk to uh, the potential touchdown scorers and Josh Dobbs and all those guys. But if somebody does the chicken dance, I don't know. We what don't that, have I Shake Shack,
2: this... do we? Yeah, we do. we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rosedale.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah there's one God. in Edina, too. There's one in Edina, too. Oh, yeah. I go to the no Edina. Idea. There's a Shake Shack in... and the Mall America actually has one, too. I've now never eaten a chicken sandwich from Shake Shack, though. Well, I have. It's delicious. Burger. They have an avocado chicken sandwich it's, with bacon yeah
2: it's very good
0: it's very good we're and gonna so, have a team
2: julia team bonding meal at shake shack before next show all right edina
0: which one edina
2: is that the close for everybody probably for you i'm for me it's rosedale so
3: should i go Mall and, America. Walk Mall America and in the tell middle? someone that they yeah. have to do the chicken dance
1: yeah, yeah, yeah you that's should. your that's your assignment today
0: Actually, tell Jordan Addison that he has to do it. We need Jordan Addison. We need KJ Osborne. Well, KJ Osborne might not play. Uh, we need uh who else is there? Uh Ty
2: Chandler. Chandler, I'll tell
3: Cam Bynum and Byron Murphy just in case.
0: Yeah, oh you know
2: know Cam Bynum would do it.
0: Cam Bynum. Tell um
2: isn't Najee Thompson the celebration? He's the celebration he is (laughs) the
0: celebration coordinator. He needs to get the whole defense to just do the chicken dance. gotta
2: get him the memo.
0: There we go. Okay. But, if I see him <laughs>
3: today, I will actually
0: say something. <laughs> hey, just <laughs> look it up. It's on it's on to, to, uh, Doing the Lord's to, work. to, to today today.com. So the to, blah, the today show uh posted it. It's it's 10 other restaurants, so it's not just Shake Shack, but that's the one that like uh Popeye's has a deal. If if something happens for Shake Shack, uh crispy you know, crunchy Popeyes. chicken, never heard of them. KFC Carl's Jr. Burger King even got in the bit. So 10. Chicken sandwich deals for National Chicken Sandwich Day. Oh, yeah. No week. Text
3: me that yeah. article so I can have it up already.
0: I will, I will. But now it's time to move on into my uh my my I don't know if it's my favorite part of the show, but it's a part of the show we have to do. Uh it's the gophers, and uh, I'm not gonna waste too much time on it. Here's the bottom line, man. PJ Fleck on the PJ Fleck show. Uh he kind of cut a vein open and was kind of really honest about recruiting, uh, about the, the portal and about how growing a team isn't the same way it used to be. Um, and now we're down to the final three games this is a team if you take away two plays the end of the game of northwestern game the end of the game against uh illinois it's a seven and two football team and we're we're looking at the big 10 championship beating purdue doesn't seem hard to do losing ohio state wouldn't matter because they'd be nine and three because they would beat wisconsin and get the axe but now now this is a team that needs to beat purdue needs to beat purdue to go to bowl game because wisconsin and ohio state are not easy to beat. ohio state is pretty much unstoppable let's be real um so i'm I'm just going with yes i think pj fleck is in trouble if they do not beat purdue i think that the fans it like the, the one of the other questions in this is will he lose the fans i think the answer is yes um i think a lot of the fans will continue to like not not lose the fans to the point of like they want to fire him i mean there will be that um but just de- definitely lose the like this is year seven uh feels like the same old gophers feels like the same mediocre six and six teams we always see and then we get excited about going to a Rudy Pooh bowl game uh it's so tough when you're so close with a young quarterback uh receivers that have not done what they're supposed to do other than Daniel Jackson uh it's been a tough stretch running backs that have been in and out with injury Darius Taylor uh Jordan Newman, uh Bryce Williams. I mean it's just so many guys in and out Zach Evans and yes If they cannot win these next three, I think the fans are going to be absolutely pissed off and who knows what's going to happen from there. Um, I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on this, Sam?
2: Man, it is just, it's hard to see the path, right? Like after a a bad college season, it's not like you get a high draft pick. It's not like they set it up for you to try to become better. There's not as much parity. There's more inequity in college football. Um, So if you lose these next three, obviously people are going to be down on your program. The portal being the option that it is, is suddenly open for players that are discontent. They can leave and go somewhere where they think they can win more. Um, And you think drafting a quarterback is random? Try recruiting one like it. You can't just guarantee that you can go find a quarterback to lead your program. It's been hard for the Gophers for years. Tanner Morgan's out of eligibility. He's with the Vikings now. He can't come back. Um, So it's just, it's easy to be pessimistic when you're in college football. You got the big 10 expanding with all these powerhouses to it's hard to see the light to where they really turn things around and get back to contender status in this new college football landscape. That's what's frustrating to me.
0: Yeah. Julia.
3: Um. Listen, I'm from the south, so <laughs> I don't. I don't know why fans wouldn't be mad already, right? After Northwestern, after Illinois, I mean, sure, if, if you take away the last plays, but I, I said this weeks ago. My best guy friend in college that played football, I reckon whoever whoever puts the most points on the board is going to win the game. You know, it, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. I wrote. <laughs> I, I just don't understand how people aren't upset already. Um, but maybe that's also because I am newer to the area, right? But like, I grew up an Arkansas fan, and I never had a tenured coach. And the Hogs weren't great for most of my life. Because, and, and when they weren't great, coaches were fired. You move, you move somebody else in. That's, you know, that was kind of the culture of football that I grew up with. Even in Florida, the 1A schools. A coach doesn't make the playoffs, you know, one or two years into being there, they're fired. They hire somebody else and all of a sudden they're much better the next year. You know, it's just um, I get it's different. People love P.J. Fleck, but I think the main thing with P.J. is he has got to figure out the business side of this NIL thing now, whether that means buying one or two, five stars to get him up here and get this thing going. I just, you know, the solutions are all over the place at this point because college football is in such a weird spot right now and unknown waters. Um Ethan's got to be more comfortable on game day too. You know, you, he, hopefully next year he'll be a little bit more confident when it comes to, and I love Ethan. Reggie knows. I love Ethan kelly but he is so nervous out there. Um, they are bringing in the Arkansas quarterback, uh, the Fayetteville-Arkansas quarterback. He's a three-star. He'll be here next year. Maybe, we, you know, maybe he'll be starting. I don't know. Or maybe he'll light a little fire under Ethan heading into next season. But, yeah, these, like you said, Ron, they have to win. I mean, we know they're probably not going to be Ohio State. But they have to win the other ones. Otherwise, it's just like. What are we doing? You know, and and it does feel I was just talking to somebody that works in recruiting for the Gophers yesterday. And she was like, it does just like as much as I love this program and I love these players and I love these coaches and the staff and everything, everything just feels like it's the exact same over and over again. You get your hopes up because you have talent and then you get disappointed and injuries sure, but everyone deals with that. You know, there's just a lot to be figured out with this program, especially with NIL um, that I think. They've got to spend this off season figuring out a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, Gopher fans should, I mean, they're always going to be loyal, right? But they don't have to support a team that doesn't do well, especially at this point, especially if they miss a goal game.
0: Reggie,
1: I'm down on the Gophers, man. Like I just, I, I just don't, they just don't, I don't know. Like, they're they're going to, you know, they 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 might, you know, backdoor their way into the, you know, Idaho potato toilet bowl or whatever, wow. you know, that, that may happen. But I just don't. I, there were so many expectations coming into this season. It's like, OK, Tanner Morgan's gone. And, you know, you got this new exciting quarterback who can do, you know, some exciting things. And, you know, there have been some some moments where you're like, wow, they beat Iowa. Oh okay, you know, you got PJ crying after the game and then they, they come out and they, and they lose to, you know, Illinois and some of these inexplicable losses that a program at this stage in, in the game should not be doing. And I feel like this team has fallen short this year. And I feel like at some point in each of the last several seasons, they've disappointed in a certain way and ended up going to some meaningless bowl game. And I, I, I don't understand how that continues to just be acceptable around here.
0: Yeah, no, it's very understandable. Uh, it's not acceptable. Um, we, we've, I've been a part of the program where we won nine games, and then I've been a part of the program where we won five. Like, it, it happens. Like, I don't understand it in college football. Um, I've been a part of seeing Iowa be at the bottom of the Big Ten and then rise to the middle, go to the top for a little bit, and then back down to the bottom. So it, it, it's just a parody of this is a city that's so used to the other shoe falling that we just are we're expecting this to happen so i don't know what's going to happen next these next three games the gophers might mess around and win the next three and then we're going to look back and say man they beat ohio state but they couldn't beat illinois they could not beat northwestern this is a team that should be in the big 10 championship but they're not but That'll do it for us today. I'm Ron Johnson, that's Sam Ekstrom, that's Reggie Wilson, that's Julia Daniels. We want to thank you guys for joining us on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Friday Roundtable. Remember, you can download Locked On Sports Minnesota's apps on Amazon Fire, Roku. You can also get us on the 24-7 Wild, Wolves, Vikings, Gophers, all your sports talk 24-7 on our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. Thank you guys, and have a great weekend.